Yeah, I, I had in my notes, Baxter is a little ice cream licking bitch. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is the TMNT Shellcast with your three brothers. I'm John, your host for today. And with me, as always, is Chris. What's going on? And Andrew. Hey, everyone. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Chris, how are you today? This fine day. Uh, I'm doing all right. I fell down the stairs earlier, so that was a little bit tough. Again? But yeah. Same exact staircase, same Jesus. exact thing. It's, <laughs> I have all birds. It's the all birds. Mm. Yeah, they're not grippy shoes. Yeah, I took one step out the door and banana peeled it. Unbelievable. All right, we got a, a lot in store uh, for everyone this episode. Um, we'll obviously walk through the episode, season two, episode two, The Incredible Shrinking Turtles. Uh, and lined up, we have a couple uh, activities, a couple segments, buy or sell. Uh, and then we'll do a little Mount Rushmore ranking um, of pizza styles. But before we get this ball rolling we'll do pizza time uh from the last episode which was andrew who had the luck of getting wheat germ as his topic yeah which i don't even know what is wheat germ just the the head of the wheat flour um it's a byproduct i guess of the wheat production so you have bran and germ and so what I would say is I've never used wheat germ before, never even seen it. It looks like um like coarse ground flour is probably the best I can describe it. It's a little bit more granular, but like so if you took really fine breadcrumbs and combined it like with flour, it has no flavor. So I cook my pizza. Here's my pizza for those damn at home. What's up, black? Is the wheat germ the brown stuff? The black so stuff. the brown stuff is a wheat germ because I toasted it. And then the black stuff is uh, I took because it would have been so bland. I tried it. It has no flavor. So I toasted the wheat germ and then I put some uh, hot uh, red peppers and olive oil and just like heated that up just to drizzle some flavor on. Mm-hmm. So that's, here we go. This is going to be just. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the most just just pizza. Pizza. It's a textural thing. Yeah, a little, little soggy crust. It looks like not not much crisp to it. Flopper. Yeah, flopper. What kind of pizza is that? That's not an Elios, is it? It's the oil that uh, this is. Um, Totinos. This is all they we have for like pizzas. I don't know. They made square. Yeah, this is half of it. But we we already had this conversation about the. I know, totinos. but I didn't notice it being square when he did the. Other. <laughs> for some reason, I didn't. I didn't catch on. So all in all. Can't even taste it. Like the wheat germ just gets absorbed mm-hmm. into the cheese and the oil. So I give it, you know, what's an average pizza score? Seven. Oh, I give it a seven. It should be Chris a five gave, if it's being neutral. Chris gave whipped cream a seven out of ten. I like the whipped cream though. Well, this gets a seven out of ten for me on my scale. Okay. Um, yeah. Nutritious, delicious. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Wheat germ off the board. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay. Well, should we should we get into it? Yeah. I mean, we should get to eat that whole pizza pretty much if it tastes fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's that nice. a bonus. Yeah. 
Nice. Okay. So like I said, season two, episode two, air date, October 8th, 1988. Um, so I think we're at the weekly release of episodes at this point as we get into to season two. Uh, episode title, The Incredible Shrinking Turtles, which I think stays true to the name and the uh, the plot of the episode. Um, and we open it up. We've got the theme song rolling. We've got artwork at the start, which is Michelangelo holding the katanas. Um, but yeah. So opening scene, we are greeted with a what seems to be a jungle. There's a parrot, a butterfly floating around. Um, you know, we, we're not sure if we're in New York still, if we're somewhere in the jungle. There's a, a daisy pops up. Leo's katana comes in, slices it off. It ends up being a hat that Raphael is wearing. Uh, and he goes, I got de-daisied. And then Leo comes in and says, you'll be pushing up daisies if I have anything to say about it. Classic but, brother banter. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, we learn their training um, just in case Shredder comes back. They want to improve their jungle fighting techniques because you really never know where you're going to be able to encounter Shredder. Leo Leo's very concerned, as always, about, about this. So um, Donnie shows up. So the three of them are talking, and then you see a Shredder-like figure sort of pop out of the shadows and start to fight the turtles. It ends up being... Michelangelo in a shredder costume as he's joking around, sort of being a comic. Um, and again, Leo is, is pretty concerned about it. Yeah, they get him with the old, which they seem to do a lot, like somebody duck behind him and then get pushed over. Like the third yeah. grade, I'm gonna like beat up my friends move. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. And then I guess they're supposedly in Central Park, I would assume, just completely empty, apparently. It's just them, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and as <clears throat> I I um was watching this, you know, because I'm editing, uh, I'm editing the videos and audio so far. So those, uh, the joke from last week, you know, when is this ever going to get posted? Hopefully, starting tomorrow. Um, however, we did have a conversation in that first episode about the brothers and who would win in a battle amongst each other, and I think this is the first time since that episode that we've actually seen, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call this a battle, but they're all like kind of practicing or doing something in Central Park. So clearly Raph comes in last because he he gets his plan or hiding, whatever, it gets thwarted by Leo. Then Donnie slips in and Donnie one-ups Leo. And then Mikey comes in at the end, dressed as Shredder to presumably take the cake. So I don't know if you call that a battle, but in this case, Mikey seems to be the uh, the alpha the alpha brother here. Yeah. See, I would say Donatello is like Mikey didn't even like he went, he jumped up and landed and then he immediately got like bundled. By yeah, everyone. but he fooled everyone into thinking he was Shredder. Yeah. So, True. yeah, it actually so speaks more to, yeah, it speaks more to the turtle's inability to identify the actual Shredder. Yeah. Yeah, but that's true. And like not be aware of what the other ones are doing. Like if they're all training in the park, nobody noticed that Mikey was just not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Awareness is low, very low. So they, they're talking, we see a spaceship fly overhead, a uh, red spaceship, and then this little glass, you know, the spaceship blows up from Earth's atmosphere and then ends up landing in a pond or a really, I guess it's a really deep body of water that's in Central Park, um, goes to the bottom. The turtles are a little bit stunned. They actually want to go save, you know, and help whatever this they're not sure what it is at this point. So they end up swimming to the bottle of to the bottom of the lake. 
there's a purple alien who looks very much like E.T., like an E.T. ripoff. They pull him from the glass bubble, drag him to the surface, and aliens kind of wheezing about. Um, and we learn that they're, you know, the alien ship had blown up and had distributed these crystals across Earth, which, you know, first one we'll, we'll learn ends up being in New York. Um, but the alien on his his last sort of dying breath tells the turtles that they have to find three fragments of the Eye of Zarnov. And when the three fragments of the ship are joined, they'll have undreamed of power on Earth. Yeah, this alien was dying for what seemed like half the episode. Yeah. Like, if you're going to give a deathbed speech, you got to speed it up a little bit because he explained it. It was really like five minutes of him just like on his last breath and then he vaporizes or whatever happens to him. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, last breaths and sort of we never know when he's going to, when he's actually going to end up leaving us. Yeah. I mean, couldn't be a worse day for him either. He crashed onto an alien planet, Earth, you know, alien to him, drowned or like apparently was drowning or seemed to be at least not able to breathe oxygen. I don't know what was going on, but something about his breaths were were, were uh, impacted, and then he just vaporized and vanished in the thin air. Also, uh, I think, I don't know if this is the first time they showed it. I know they've shown the turtles underwater, but they can breathe underwater, which I don't think turtles can do. So it's an interesting feature. They're having like full conversations under at the bottom of the lake there. So apparently they can breathe air and water. Yeah. And uh, even before, so as the, um, so before the spaceship goes overhead, we get a turtleism. So we get a shred head. Cowabunga! Uh, Donnie calls Mikey, who's in, in the shredder costume, Shredhead. Um, and then as the spaceship is crashing, we get major notion out of Mikey. Hmm. And the only reason I bring that up, because uh, that morphs into something else, but that whole idea of you know something notion is a very common catchphrase by uh, by Mikey moving forward. Mm-hmm. So a couple turtleisms, we got aliens, we got fragments. A lot of going, a lot going on in the first like two minutes of this episode. Yeah, and as the alien or as the turtles are having a conversation with this alien, we we see Shredder who's hiding in a bush uh, and overhears the conversation that if he can you know gather and find these crystals to have power, that um, you know. I think that's very interesting to Shredder. And so the the alien before he vaporizes also gives the turtles a crystal converger, which is meant to be able to help track down and find the crystals that have been lost. So he gives it to the turtles and then says, hey, you know, go find these things. Not really clear on what they're going to do other than have, you know, limitless power with these. Um, But then alien vaporizes and disappears. So, um, you know, we, like I said, Shredder's hiding in a bush, overhears it. The turtles hop in the turtle van, uh, and they're using this crystal converger to help find these crystals, um, which, it, you know, it's kind of like a Google map of finding these things because it's telling Donnie, you know, turn left here, turn right here, whatever it might be. Um, they end up getting to a garbage area. It's not really a dump. It's a truck that's you know, a truck full of garbage that's dumping it onto a barge in, uh, I don't know, the Hudson River, maybe somewhere. Uh, and on, you, you know, there's sort of this crystal that's gleaming and ends up getting dumped onto this boat. Um, 
and we see Shredder is sort of hanging out on the side and, and sort of watching what the turtles are doing at this point. Yeah, and it's unclear how one, like how Shredder is even locating the turtles so easily. He seems to struggle in all the other episodes. And then in this one, he's just in a bush with them in Central Park and then is immediately followed them. I mean, presumably you followed them from the park, but it's like they're in the turtle van, obviously. It's not like I don't get how Shredder gets around so fast. Yeah. I'd like to know if he has his own vehicle. Yeah, it's a good question. But that that um crystal converger is interesting to me. I don't know if that would qualify as Turtle Tech as part of the Turtle Tech um yeah, I think uh, discussion. But it's so it's kind of like a compass. But does it talk? Like that's what I was trying to figure out in the car. Like Donnie's just holding it and it's glowing. And he's trying to figure out how it's gonna guide them, but I I don't think it's clear. So they're just kind of bumbling around until, you know, like John said, they get to a landfill or some sort of trash or recycling processing area in the city and they see one glowing on the top of a uh, of a dump truck essentially it felt truck. like it works like the when you were a kid and you would play like hot and cold game like that's what yeah. it felt like they were doing is just like it would like flash harder when they got closer yeah or like a um don't you have a metal detector like a metal detector yeah. beep like as you get closer it beeps louder or like or if you're backing up a vehicle like that that yeah. sensor stuff yeah so, but yeah, so the whole is, I mean, classic bad guy moves. So Shredder doesn't have the resources to get these, but he's just going to follow the turtles and presumably try to steal them or fight the turtles for them as they find them. Yeah. yeah and as I, um, as the turtles were driving to the garbage truck to find the crystal, um, there's a couple interactions. One, Mikey's like, hey, we should use this thing to find some pizza. And Raph is like, Mikey basically shut the fuck up. Like we're actually doing something important here. Like yeah. we have bigger things to worry about. And then Mikey's like, well, let's, if we got bigger things to worry about, let's just get a family size pizza, like a party yeah. pizza, which I'm like, okay, maybe <laughs> like at this point, people are just like, dude, relax with the pizza. We get it. Yeah. It feels like they're emphasizing more. their like individual person. Like Leo is very much the leader in that first scene. And then Mikey's turning into like the, dopey party guy more so yeah 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 the, the other thing in the turtle van and this is something having watched ahead and and noticing even like how the layer seems to change like the bedrooms aren't consistent so far in these couple episodes or there's no like true defined t turtle layer just in a similar way the turtle van keeps kind of morphing as they need it so here when the turtles are in it and they're driving with the crystal converger to the dump, it seems like there's like two rows in the front. So you've got, I don't know who is driving, but you've got, I think maybe Leo or Raph was driving and then you got Donnie in the front with the crystal and there may have been a third turtle, but then there's somebody behind him. I think it's Mikey that's like in a row behind him, or there's at least like a half wall that he's in the back, but he's able to talk and look over. And then later in the, later in the episode, we have a completely different front. So, Again, you know, it's interesting to me just because I think we brought this up before, like, are they reusing different scenes or are they just have artists that because it's such a new show that don't have consistency in like what the turtle van actually is supposed to be like, or is it just, you know, for ease of the story? And so if they need four turtles in the front, they just put four turtles in the front. Yeah. And I did notice too, and like for the animation for these episodes, I don't, I don't know if I caught it last episode, but they're using like more stock backgrounds where there's people that aren't moving. It's just like the scene. And then the animation is the actual turtle van or whatever itself. 
So I don't know if that's like part of them scaling up to do more episodes or what, but yeah, the original episodes, the first season at least seemed to have like everything was moving or active. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So as I mentioned, um, you know, shredders on top of these buildings sort of following the turtles around as they're navigating the crystal converger. Um, we get a scene where shredder radios back to Krang in dimension X to basically to give him an update of what, you know, sort of what his plan is, what they're doing. Cause he really wants these foot soldiers. Krang is basically like you get no foot soldiers because you haven't done anything. So, figure it all out but we do get um baxter is is on the roof with shredder who is sucking down an ice cream cone um it's like leaking everywhere he's like trying to eat it <laughs> he's like shredder i can't help you like my ice cream smells like i need to eat this thing um i thought it, it would there was a funny part too where shredder basically he calls uh baxter a toad he's basically like silence toad i need to call crane which i just kind of made me laugh yeah, I would say Krang, Shred, like Krang has asked a number of times now for Shredder to just stop calling him about every little thing, and Shredder refuses to do it. Yeah, like every little step he makes, he phones into Krang, and then Baxter Stockman is like turned into a dope now. Yeah, he was yeah. like this super smart inventor when he first did the Mousers. Now he's just some idiot on a roof, like sucking down an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I had in my notes, Baxter is a little ice cream licking bitch. <laughs> um, but Krang, Krang's just like a hard ass. And I, I get he, he's gotten what he wanted, which is back to Dimension X. So I think he's just like, he's never really been into or interested in the turtles other than like thwarting Shredder and just like pissing him off. And so he'll like, you know, uh, engage with them. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of like Shredder is like a new employee and he's like trying to impress his boss and the boss is just like, look, I don't have the time or the patience to deal with this bullshit. Like call me when the, when the project or the assignment is done. Like, that's it. That's all I want. Well, that's the it, funny part of, of Crane too is like, he's always like, I don't have time for this. And he's just sitting there doing nothing. All yeah. Time. And why just don't answer don't the answer. phone, bro. Yeah. Just <laughs> hang up on him. Like don't yeah. even answer it. Send a voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's funny. Like, Baxter in, helps initiate the call to Dimension X and ends up leaving his ice cream cone sort of just laying on top of this pole. And then once they hang up, Shredder slams his fist and he hits the ice cream cone and it sp like sprays all over him and he just goes, nice, Baxter. Nice. <laughs> Which is, Baxter is such a dope. Um, so I, I think the first thing you know I wanted to do was do a little buy or sell game. Uh with this group, which is really just, I'm going to list out ice cream flavors and you're going to tell me if you're buying or selling them, buying meaning you like it, selling meaning you don't like it. How do we feel about that? I'm good. We're I'm doing ready. flavors yeah. or toppings. Would you say flavors? I got both. I got, I got a list of ice cream flavors. I got some list of toppings uh, and a couple other things. So, all right. all right, I'm ready. Yeah. So this, I mean, you know, take as long as, or as, as short as you want, but what do, how do we feel about vanilla bean, vanilla ice cream? Bye. Yeah, I'm a big buyer of vanilla <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> vanilla, I thought you were going to give us a little um, perspective. Yeah, I was going to let you go no. first and then it, vanilla beans, the best of the yeah, vanilla flavors. Yeah. Vanilla ice cream, period. Like vanilla bean, especially, but vanilla ice cream, it's the OG. It's yep. still the best. 
there's nothing that beats it. Like you can add anything into it and maybe it gets better, but it's a solid foundation. So you can't beat vanilla bean. I think I, I think I like French vanilla better. I like golden vanilla. No, if I had to order just the vanillas, it'd go vanilla bean, like cheap vanilla, like you buy. Yeah. Hoodsy cup vanilla. Yeah. Hoodsy cup vanilla. And then golden or French vanillas last. Yeah. If you, if you have black dots in your vanilla ice cream, you know, that's a good shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's like actual from the vanilla bean. Also, like speaking of how inflation, Angie, you're complaining about how much eggs cost now. Vanilla bean, uh, like butter, vanilla actually. beans. Oh yeah, butter. Chris was talking about eggs. Vanilla beans are expensive. Yeah, they were always they were expensive. expensive though. Like vanilla know, extract like, to me was always like gold. Yeah. Okay. What about chocolate? You uh, I'm selling chocolate. I I think it's. I think chocolate is one of the most overrated ice creams because it's so intense. Like even the even the cheap like you know, dollar store chocolate, it's just like overpowering. So anything that's mixed in with it is just like, at the end of the day, it turns brown and it tastes like chocolate. So I'm selling chocolate. Yeah, the perfect explanation. I will say, if I'm going to eat chocolate ice cream, it has to be just by itself. So that's the only exception I'll make. See, I, yeah, I eat it with vanilla ice cream. Like I'll do a swirl is like about as close as I get to eating. Yeah, like a twist is as close as I get to eating chocolate ice cream. Yeah. Okay. What about strawberry? Bye. Hard buy. I think strawberry gets dumped on, especially in a Neapolitan ice cream. Strawberry ice cream is great. Fruity, you can eat it by itself. I, you can't really add toppings to it, but it's a nice alternative if you need a third ice cream. Yeah, I'm selling. I'm selling it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think like strawberry is an interesting flavor because it wants to be like a you know in the in the conversation with chocolate versus vanilla, but it just doesn't have enough. It just doesn't have enough to hang. So it's always like the it's a younger brother that's like lurching over the older brother's shoulders and it just it won't live up to expectations. No, I'll take strawberry over chocolate. And he, the problem is when you get a Neapolitan, the order is it should go vanilla, strawberry, and then chocolate. Yeah. But it's always like there's over strawberry and it's like to the side and it gets tainted. Yeah. Okay. What about Neapolitan? Uh in a perfect world I would buy, but the ratios are never right. If you could is get it a not perfect, just a third, a third, a third? But it's not, though. When you buy it, it's like there's always one that creeps over to the other one. Yeah, I'm selling Neapolitan. <laughs> too much. It's just too much. And and like Chris, it's kind of like a Bloody Mary to me. Like I like Bloody Marys, but I don't order them when I'm out because I don't trust whoever's making them not to screw it up because mm-hmm. there's like too many ingredients. And Neapolitan shouldn't be that hard because like in my mind, a perfect Neapolitan is actually not perfect third ratios because like chocolate's too intense so it's got to be less you need more vanilla and you probably need less so i just i'm selling it it's too but here's what you're not factoring in if you're in a group environment like if i was going to make a neapolitan a cone of neapolitan ice cream i'm taking evenly across the the box of ice cream or whatever people just dig into one flavor and it ruins it yeah so you need an even distribution because if there's a lot of chocolate then somebody's digging in the chocolate and they screw it up well i just think I'm selling. Okay. I also mint. sell, but for different All reasons. Right. Next, mint chocolate chip. I'm buying mint chocolate chip. <laughs> so I think I think chocolate is best as an additive, like like chips or sprinkles or something. Um, and I went through a phase, must have been in elementary school, where like mint chocolate chip ice cream was the only thing I ate for probably like three years. 
So I haven't had it in a long time, but I do think it's a nice, it's kind of, cause it reminds me a lot of like a peppermint patty and like, that's like a refreshing candy. And so for, if you're in the mood for like a refreshing, invigorating ice cream, I mean, chocolate chip's a good one. The green color helps it, I think. I think there's some mint chips that are like, it looks like vanilla and chocolate chip. I don't like those. Yeah, I was going to say, I like it's mint. just green. It, you can only eat it occasionally. And the really the only reason I like it, you guys will probably remember, the Friendly's Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like the green with the peanut butter cup ears. That was that was how I liked my mint chocolate that, ice cream. Yeah, the, the Sunday was the green monster that you would get at Friendly's. Being yeah, in, it, was the, it know, was the monster mash. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Cream on okay. same thing. What about cookies and cream? Sell. Yeah, I'm selling. Cookies are always like chewy. They're not. I want them to be crunchy, and they're not. Yeah, like, like the Oreo, like Oreos cookie. Yeah, sell it. So I was I was just talking to uh, Rachel about this because she prefers, um, like, when we go to Dairy Queen, she'll get a Blizzard, and she'll always do cookies and cream with extra cookies and cream, mm. and the reason I don't like cookies and cream is the same reason that Chris was mentioning the texture. Like it gets, unless you eat it right away or you sprinkle it on the very top, therefore it's not distributed, distributed evenly. It gets soggy and I don't want like, it's a weird texture to have like soggy crumbs in my ice cream. Yeah. And just call it Oreos. Like I know that you can't say Oreo, but it's it's always Oreos. It's not like there's other cookie options. Yeah. It's the chocolate cream cookie. (laughs) Okay. Cookie dough. So, I'm buying. <laughs> you know what's worst? Like cookie dough, I get people like it. I'm probably in the minority. The worst thing in the world is people who like suck around the cookie dough and then weave all the cookie dough balls. Oh, and then yeah. At the end. Yeah. It's disgusting. Psychos do that. I don't. Th- yeah. I think when people do that, they don't suck the cookie out. And I've seen, I feel well, like I've seen. You take a bite and then you like, it's like sunflower. You're like spitting out the cookie dough balls. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're in rapid fire mode. Butter pecan. Sell. Sell. John oh, that. really? I, I like butter. Yeah, that's old people. It's Go so to butterscotch. Yeah, what well, put Rocky Road in with it, John? Yeah, what, rum raisin, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know what Rocky Road ice cream is? Yeah, yeah disgusting. It's, it's like marshmallow and chocolate and a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> nuts and shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, okay. I, I'm buying butter pecan eggnog ice so. cream. Sell. It's what gross. the fuck? It's so good. All right, the next. Oh, all right, get pistachio. Bye. I love pistachio. So nuts shouldn't be in fucking ice cream. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> John, do you have maple walnut on this list? No, but ma- that's uh, the best buy I mean, of all time. I mean, what's the difference between maple walnut and butter pecans? The same thing. They're both uh, besides no. the nuts. They're both <laughs> the flavor. One's maple and one's orange, whatever that is. Orange? What? Butter pecan ice cream is like a weird tint of yellow or orange. Yeah, it's like butter flavored ice cream. Why would you want that? I don't know. Uh, my personal favorite graham cracker. I've honestly never had graham it. cracker ice cream. It is. I've never had just graham cracker. I've had graham cracker in with other stuff, but I feel like it'd be the same problem with cookies and cream. Yeah. It's probably mm-hmm. like chewy. No, this yeah. no, it's not. There's not like there's not chunks of graham cracker. Flavoring. It's just the actual flavoring. I think they soak the milk or cream with graham crackers. If you ever go next time you go to an ice cream parlor, it's usually under the moniker Graham Central Station or something to that effect. It's the best S'mores. ice cream you'll ever have in your life. What about birthday cake ice cream? Never yeah. had it. Fuck yeah. Not a fan. That sounds like something Cold Stone would birthday do. Birthday cake? That like, yeah, that's uh, phenomenal. Yeah, very good. Uh, what? Anything I missed ice cream flavor-wise? Sure, Purple cow? Peanut butter? Purple cow is good. 
purple what the hell is purple cow it's oh black white. raspberry ice cream with uh white chocolate like yeah. chips or yeah, chunks right. in there i didn't do any of the fruit yeah someone said sherbet sherbet's great it's so sugary i had it recently you forget how like sugary it is but it's delicious yeah um reese's peanut butter cup mm. that's an easy buy yeah buy it's the best ice cream there is yeah <clears throat> i like any overrated, no, but... this isn't really a flavor but like any ice cream that has um like any kind of pie mixed into it you're, you're too upscale on your ice yeah. creams where yeah. are you buying these <laughs> what he makes them by hand he turns the butter oh yeah i got some ones but pump like pumpkin pie flavor is really good See, I'm I'm more of a naturalist. I'd rather take vanilla ice cream and like pair it with pie or like um because like to me it's kind of like what's happening, yogurt, you know, as a uh, three former dairy department um <laughs> um associates, like I, I remember seeing the shift in yogurt when it went from just like you know, strawberry banana, you know, vanilla, like the basic ones, um blueberry, and then they all of a sudden were making like key lime pie um mm. blueberry cobbler like all mm. these like to the next level and to me it's just they're adding more artificial ingredients and it's it's just not doing it for me yeah. if i want if i want pumpkin pie i'm just gonna eat pumpkin pie i'm not gonna eat ice cream that tastes like pumpkin pie kind of buy a ton of ice cream there. when i do 90 percent of the time i just buy vanilla yeah because you can use it with anything you can pair it with whatever and it's just simple as best with ice cream for me what's mm. what's your favorite ice cream chris like if you were on a desert island and could only order, and it, it doesn't just have to be a flavor; it can be like a blizzard or something like that. But oh, what's your be, well, uh, well? If I could get anything, I would get a twist uh, cone in a cup with sprinkles. What kind? But, uh, rainbow or chocolate? Uh, rainbow, because you can't have chocolate yeah. and chocolate. And a waffle, cone has to be a waffle cone. Waffle cone. You no. just said in a dish, and then you said in a with cone. yeah cone. with a cone. He wants both, so you can oh. eat out of the bowl, but I still have the cone. Yeah, I don't want to get this stuff off that's my hands. That's a big brain move. Yeah. Andrew, what's, what's your favorite? Um, mine's probably uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Blizzard or like Frosty, something of that type. Because it's, you know, it's, I know it's not real ice cream, but it's delicious. And it's usually when I'm craving something, that's what, that's what I'm wanting. By you, John? I think if I'm on a desert, well, I said Grand Cracker, but if I'm on a desert island, I'm going Shamrock Shake. No, oh, Shamrock Shakes are gross. <laughs> what is it? It's so good. It's it's McDonald's it's so March. It's mint. It's a mint shake, but they always put too much syrup in them. Oh, it's so good. So it's, like, it's like oh yeah, see with the like chocolate at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, it's so good though. But it's yeah, it's like they're because it's like the it's like the unicorn of finding at McDonald's because one the ice cream machine can't be broken and not every McDonald's I feel like sells them. So it's like around St. Patrick's Day you go and get a Shamrock shake. It's like the best. Yeah. I'll have to try from one. Like February to April. Yeah. I think in general though, ice cream's like overrated in my opinion. Like if I if you said buy or sell ice cream, I would say sell. There's no like I, other option though. What are you going to replace than it with? Ice cream? Like I I like more savory stuff like cookie, like a chocolate chip cookie beats ice cream in my book like 10 out of 10. Yeah, but you need something cold to go Milk, with buddy. Milk. Cookie. I do like milk. A cookie sandwich. Ice cream cookie sandwich. A chip witch, John? Yeah. Or as milk. as it might be called, a cookie icy. <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to the Choco Taco. Those, I don't think they make those anymore. Ooh, yeah, they got discontinued. Choco Tacos. 
definitely are up there in like of best ice cream formats. Choco Taco is in my top. Flintstones five. Push Pop is the best ice cream treat. Yeah, Push Pops are good. But also the I'm I'm just a fan of like the character ones with the gum eyeballs. Those are good. Yeah. They always come out like mutant. They did have Ninja Turtle ones, which are pretty sweet. Yeah, but they're always melted. They come out like freaks. Yeah, and I, I'm not a big like bubble gum <clears throat> and like sherbet slash fruity flavored ice cream like that. Combo doesn't do. It. I love Flintstones. Like, give me a Flintstones push pop. I'll eat it all day long. But I don't really want to mix like people that put bubble gum. I just I'm not a big bubble gum fan. Joe's a big bubble gum ice cream guy. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I mean, the gum is like terrible, but it's like, it's like if you eat a blow pop and there's gum in the middle, like you're not sucking the pop for the gum. It's garbage gum. Speaking of garbage, we're back in the episode. <laughs> I feel like that's segue. <laughs> Fun. So the word segue, the way it's spelled S-E-G-U-E is such a mind F. It's like, who would pronounce that? Oh, you want to spell like the Segway scooter? Well, it's just like every time I see that, I'm like, what is that word? Oh, yeah, it's like, Sig- right. you. Yeah, <laughs> you. Okay, so we're back in the episode, like I said before. Turtles are at the garbage, whatever, dump truck, garbage boat, which is funny because, like, I know, like, you know, sending garbage down on a boat to the landfill was like a trope in, like, the 90s, but I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. That's how New York does it. Still, they ship all their garbage out. The dump used to be on Staten Island, and now I think they send it to China. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I, I know a lot of the U.S. sells its trash to China, or a, somewhere in Asia that they either incinerate it or they just yeah. they just pile it up for all the lack of uh, government regulations or whatever. So I don't know. Um, well, anyway, so the crystal converger is, is attracting the turtles. It, it seems to have some type of magnetic pull into the crystals because it's Donnie's holding this thing and they're debating whether or not they should jump in and dive into the garbage. Donnie just gets sort of sucked into the garbage and then they all end up diving in to which they actually find the crystal. Donnie's holding it. And then we see Shredder off on the side sort of, you know, plotting how he's going to get this crystal. He swings on the rope of a crane perfectly to steal the crystal from Donnie. Um, and then sort of lands on the dock and is ready to fight the turtles. But he's happy that he has a crystal at this point. Yeah. Garbage or garbage? What do we, how do we say? I think Mikey said garbage. <laughs> yeah. Or Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. And I looked that up because I'm like, I've heard that before. And I'm like, is that French? You know, because like back <laughs> when we used to take Spanish, we just add like an O, you yeah. know, to the end of the thing. Uh, it's definitely not French because French is a whole different word, which kind of <laughs> sounds like place. Or orders, or, I don't know. Or I think it's hors d'oeuvres. It sounds like odors, basically. But uh, so I don't know. But I did notice Raph, and this this is crazy because I was watching this episode, and Raph says, as they're like debating, should they jump in the trash to get this thing? Raph goes, "Hey, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it." And I'm like, "Where have I heard that before?" So I looked it up. That's essentially the Dirty Jobs TV show slogan. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Great so, show, by the way. Love great show. Jobs. But Raph should have trademarked that because apparently Dirty Jobs just came in and stole the same exact line, just changed hey to O. That's going to be like pre this episode, though. I feel like that's just like a saying. Maybe. Who knows? Nobody All I knows. know is Shredder 
comes flying in. <laughs> Donnie's just holding it up like it's on a silver platter for him. Doesn't even try and move it. And then we'll get to him in a sec, but he like beats the shit out of the turtles, basically. Yeah, so ends up, you know, fighting the turtles. This is like this is the first time I think that we've actually got a fight with Shredder and the turtles. Like this is what we've been waiting for. To which the turtles get absolutely shredded, for lack of a better term. So um first I think we have let me get to my notes here. Ba-ba-ba. So uh we get the big fight scene. This is where Shredder, kind of what we've been waiting for. So first to attack is Donnie, who I think Shredder really just dodges him and sort of does a, you know, pulls a rug out from under him and Donnie goes sort of flopping around flying. Yeah, he gets kicked into a box, a wooden box, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, wooden box. But he before that happens, he does drop a tin face turtleism uh there's a lot of turtleisms in this episode that i noticed but we get that and then um i think at the same time or maybe it's as michelangelo because mikey's up next to fight shredder and he drops a adios dipstick you're about to get dusted yeah, yeah that's pretty sweet to say if you were going to win a fight <laughs> not yeah. if you immediately get like crushed yeah, yeah. dusted as an adjective or as like a I don't even know what part of speech that is, but it's just a great way to <laughs> sort of insult somebody. Um, so, you know, after a strong showing in the beginning of the episode, Mikey comes up and just steps right into the classic cartoon, a sort of lasso or circle of rope that's sitting on the ground. Mikey steps into it, Shredder dives, hits the crane stick, and he just gets strung up by his foot. So he's sort of dangling there, which is a poor showing. Um. <laughs> Next up is Raph, who I think I don't know. Maybe he gives some line. I don't remember what he says, but basically Shredder's like, "Yeah, this is going to be easy." He takes his things, cuts down a wooden pole, it lands right on Raphael, who then says, "Saved by the shell," but he's just trapped under this wooden pole. Um, that's presumably pretty heavy. And then Leo is the last to come in and try to fight Shredder, who um, Shredder cuts down a net. That falls onto Leo and Leo gets trapped under the net. And then he busts out a joke. He goes, so after the net falls on Leo, he goes, net result, four trapped turtles. Oh, I made it funny. Yeah, so. and that's a turtleism. I, f- I made it funny, which I'm, I've never been a fan of that saying. And I know that I don't think the turtles invented that. I just don't, I don't like that saying at all. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why it yeah. bothers me, but it, it's one of the few things like that really bothered me. Because it's like, I don't know. It's like I made a funny kind of sounds like when a dog like pees on the floor. Yeah, it gets the phrase like made, funny that gets yeah. you a piddle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like made a peepee or a cucky or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to say, um, <laughs> um, not only did did Leo get trapped, but he got like so Splinter did like a somersault and then like with both legs kicked out both katanas out of his hand and they went flying. <laughs> And then they went flying in the air and they cut the net that then fell on him. So it was yeah. like, I mean, they all got stomped, but I think Leo, Leo yeah, got bad. like, no, he got captured you, by his own weapon. Just look for reasons to hate on Leo. No, I, I do remember I laughed out loud when yeah. Shredder double kicked the katana. Like your sole purpose is to hold on to your swords. Without that, you're defenseless. What do you, you I mean, other things happened with Shredder, but he was flip flopping around like a, <laughs> First of all, how does your stupid guy, Mikey, step in an obvious loop on the ground and then lets Shredder just sprint back to the crane to pull the lever? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. A pole fell on Raphael, so 
Let's start yeah, to say, I mean, but... it was a bad showing by everyone. I'm just saying my guy didn't get trapped by his own weapons. Okay. <laughs> he didn't even use he... oh, anyway. Yeah, you didn't even get a chance to like you, did you even say anything? Yeah, saved by the shell. Yeah, after you got crunched. Yeah. The other thing is like I don't like why aren't they fighting together? They're just going like one after another in this scene. Stupid. Yeah. Bad, bad practice. I'll blame that on Wio. That's bad leadership. Yeah. This was their first fight against Shredder ever, right? But in theory, they're so. like practicing yeah. all the first, time. Yeah, certainly first hand to hand combat. Yeah. They definitely should take the group approach next time. If we get as should, whooped on them, though. As should any any bad guy, if you're listening. All attack at once. Like there's no reason that you should go one at a time unless you're scared. Right? It's like the it's like the bad guy's downfall for everything. Yeah, I guess that's I was just I like I was I watched that scene completely shocked that Shredder was just whooping on him. Yeah, well the next the next part I my jaw actually fell and my yeah. mouth was agape. So Shredder says his funny. He's then holding the crystal and he shrinks the fucking turtles. He basically takes the crystal, points it at him. He doesn't, I mean, Shredder doesn't know what this thing's going to do. He's got no clue. So he's hoping to obliterate him. Yeah. He ends up shrinking them. Uh, and then he goes to, you know, pick up and basically crush the turtles. And then we get the a very classic fade to black, which is when insert commercial, which is anytime I watch like an old show that was meant for TV, it's so obvious when the commercials are. Because then when we come back, it's like, okay, we got to remind the watcher where we were. Yeah. So it's like, the replay oh, with the turtles. My um, my jaw dropped, but bef- this, the scene before that, when Shredder, before he shrinks them and he like leaps off the ground in a dead, dead stand and he jumps about 50 feet in the air to then cut Mikey down from the rope that he had lifted him up. Because I looked at that and I was like, this is, just for perspective, I was like, this is a commercial crane. It looked like it's a hundred pound hydraulic truck is what I could see. I don't know much about construction, but those <laughs> booms go like 60 feet tall. And so he jumped almost all the way. So I would say 45 to 50 feet in the air, cuts Mikey down and then retrieves the, the uh, fragment and starts shrinking him. So that's what blew my mind is how does this guy have, not only did he just crush the turtles like without even thinking, but he's got the most insane ups for any villain in the history of mankind. Yeah. <laughs> Just a fact. It's a yeah. fact. It was a strong showing by Shredder. Yeah. Also, like to just to so his strategy originally, I thought, was wait until they collect all the pieces and then steal them. And the second they have one, he just like uncovers himself and runs in and steals it. Well, you can't wait until they get all of them because they I know which I think the, power. the second strategy is probably better, but it also like gives them away now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's probably why he was clamoring to get foot soldiers or like Bebop and Rocksteady so that he could theoretically like maybe have a better plan. But he's just so pissed at Krang and he still hates the turtles that I think his rage is just coming out. And he's like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to I'm going to do everything I can to thwart the turtles plan. So, I mean, and it works like he crushes them, steals the thing, shrinks them, which I didn't, I mean, obviously the name of the title is the shrinking turtles, but who would have thought that they were going to get shrunk? Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone, I thought they would have, like, it would have been like a laser shooter or something from an yeah. alien, but not or a like shrinking. they would have shrunk themselves intentionally, not that they were shrunk against their will. Yeah. 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 So that sucks. I mean, that's a really rough, because then, I mean, then they have to go back, you know, 
John's going to walk into it, but they're basically going to go back to the, the sewer and have to tell Splinter, not only did we get our asses kicked by the Time. one, the one person that we've been trying to beat, but now we're six inches tall. Can you help us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Shredder goes to pick up the turtles and crush him. I think he actually takes a couple stomps to try to, yeah. to, try to kill him, but misses. And then the turtles run away. They're like, shrunken they have the classic like they just sucked in helium small voice which i think is just always funny and and mikey drops a turtle is in there too because he goes mondo beyondo as he's getting shrunk shrunken <laughs> mondo beyondo i like it i i yeah. i like i don't necessarily like the character that they're painting mikey to be just like this dopey surfer dude but he, he has the best sayings out of anyone in the show for sure yeah, yeah i would agree with that yeah uh, and just as Shredder is about to crush them, a garbage truck comes barreling down the alley, you know, basically forces Shredder to sort of kick out and then the turtles get run over, but they're, they don't get hurt. They just basically escape from Shredder at that point. Um, so they keep running down an alley. They see, you know, basically a sewer or where they need to get across the street. <clears throat> so they're carrying the crystal um, they hop off the curb and then they realize Mikey calls it a water truck, a watering truck, which Leo. is like a street. Yeah. Leo oh, does. Leo? I'm like, dude, uh, I have a note in here. I'm like watering truck. It's a street sweeper, Leo. Yeah. But yeah, I, so, I don't know what the New York lingo is. It was clearly a street sweeper, yeah. but they do shoot water out while they sweep. So yeah. Yeah. If it's a broom, there's two kinds of trucks. There's a broom truck and a vac truck. That was a broom truck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they get swept by the water down into the storm drain. The very, you know, the crystal is sort of just float. They, they end up staying with the crystal converger, but it ends up just sort of floating down the, the sewer with them. Um, but they get washed down the drain and the turtles make it into the turtle layer uh, where they meet up with Splinter. Um, Splinter is very concerned that the turtles have shrunk. So he pings April on the turtle communicator uh, basically, like, hey, April, you there? It's an emergency. Like, pick up, call us back. Uh, to which we then see April is in a meeting with her boss and sort of the Channel 6 news team as her phone is buzzing and and everyone's like, what the heck is going on here? And she ends up scramming to go. She finds a tip for a hot story and ends up leaving to go help Splinter. Which, if you look at that scene, like, when it cuts into her, in the, she's just got the shell phone up on the table, like, right in plain sight of her <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like a secret and it's just sitting there ringing. Yeah. And apparently there's no like off or like volume button. Like it's always on <laughs> because in the meeting you hear Splinter like asking her for help. And then Burn is like shouting, saying essentially like, what's going on? Who's talking to you? And then she just takes off. <laughs> I feel like so. it like for when it was like there weren't really commercial cell phones out there. Right. So it's like. Yeah, there wouldn't be an, a mute button or, an, or like an off button because the only thing that people knew was pretty much a walkie-talkie. Yeah, well, but you had, still have an off on a walkie-talkie yeah. at least, or like well, the channel. audio can come in. You have you can you have to push a button to talk, but you still it just comes in whenever someone talks to you on a walkie-talkie. Remember, um, what cell phone carrier basically had like Nokia? Yeah, it was Nokia, like the chirp. Treated it as a walkie-talkie, yeah. Yeah, Next, Samuel Jackson, Nextel or something, right? Or Sprint. Dad had one for work. I yeah, I, they were big on construction sites too because they were like indestructible. Yeah, but it was like a cheap walkie-talkie you could get. Yeah, I yeah. I got um, 
in in the in the midst of all that, you know, as the turtles were running away, Raph drops a frying pan face on Shredder. But Shredder just getting ripped with the insults. Yeah, yeah everything Anything. to do with his face. Yeah, yeah. metal like head face, um, and then Leo Leo drops a. I think this is, would qualify as a turtleism. Let's haul shell. Yeah, um, he he says that basically as the watering truck is about to like sweep him away. So. Yeah, they get flushed. I the whole time I was thinking, I'm like, good thing that crystal is like waterproof because, like, it's taken it's taken a beating right now. And it's just floating in the sewers. So why isn't Shredder careful. going for the converger? Also, I, that's what I thought too. Like he after he beats them and shrinks them, like the first thing I would have grabbed is the converger because then you don't have to follow him around anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I don't know. Twice. Yeah, that's why he's a. a Number two tier villain. Yeah, I was gonna say you should have gave Krang asked for some advice. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then, after uh, we get the scene of April sort of leaving to go catch the turtles, we then get a scene where Shredder again is contacting Crane to basically brag that he's destroyed the turtles. Um. So he called. Also, side note: Where the hell is Baxter in all this? Too busy licking ice cream. Yeah. yeah, he's only there when he needs something. <laughs> yeah, he could have been helpful. So, um, yeah, Shredder calls Krang, says he's he's destroyed the turtles, um, but Krang's like, "Okay, show me where they are." And and Shredder's like, "Well, like every other turtle, they've been f- flushed down into the sewers," which then reminded me of like the whole like people flushing down snakes and alligators into the toilets and then living in the sewers under New York. Like, was that a real thing? I think it's like an urban legend. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people flush those things, but I don't think they would survive in sewage. Do you guys remember that episode of Rocco's Modern Life where he flushes like a fish and he thinks it's dead? And then it's like for like 10 years, it's been living stuck in the pipes under his house and they have to like dig it up and oh, like, yeah. find him. Do you remember that episode? I do remember that. Nice. Or do you remember the episode of Hey Arnold where he was like fighting the sewer king? And he has to go down there. It's just a guy that like rules the sewers. That I don't remember, but great episode. Yeah, don't, like chess or something. Don't flush, you know, living things down the toilet. It's probably best for everyone. Yeah. Um. So Krang is like, well, okay, you got to show me, uh, like proof that these turtles are dead, and then I'll give you some credit. Um. So Shredder, again, he's a little bit too anxious to tell Krang about his sort of crappy results. Um, we go then back to the turtle splinter, April. Yeah. So turtles get left in the turtle layer, April and splinter up in the turtle van, trying to figure out what the heck's going on. They're, they're watching channel. They're watching the news in the turtle van. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing's got like a TV and cable now. Pretty sweet setup actually. Yeah. It's a great, um, great setup. It would definitely wouldn't be legal, street legal, but uh they've got a TV yeah right there in the center console like dash. Yeah. And they, you know, breaking news comes on that all of the important buildings around New York City are being shrunk, which is like what ridiculous. For? Yeah. Like why is he even he's just shrinking like the Empire State Building for no reason at all. Yeah. It just makes no sense. Yeah, that that was my biggest question mark in this whole thing is like of all the things to do with that crystal, you're shrinking buildings just to collect them and build like a toy set that you can play with. Yeah. I don't it's get like, it. Like what is the angle there? And like there's no like if you're I mean if you're shredder and your goal is to just get rid of the turtles, 
why draw all the extra attention to yourself by shrinking literally at that point, like the most iconic building in the city. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, April and Splinter are concerned. We get a couple cutscenes of, you know, the building shrinking people. This one guy's like stuck in the doorway of the empire state building. Um, and then we go back into wherever um, Splinter is, or not Splinter, Shredder is, and he just has all of these very iconic sort of miniature buildings in like this terrarium fish tank kind of thing. Just as he's yeah accumulating these things, um, I guess to sort of prove out. But it did make me think like it was pretty sweet to have like these miniature versions of these buildings. Like it reminded me of a lot of people for the holidays will have like the scenery. Or yeah, the trains, you know, the, the the trains and things, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was little Christmas village thing, yeah. But to have like the actual shrunken building, I get it, it's like pointless, but it, it would be pretty cool. I've always wondered what like humans' obsessions with miniature things are because remember, mom used to have all those miniature, like that whole like cabinet of miniature things, like it would just be yeah. like a small, like rocking oh, chair, yeah, or like, um. I don't know, like a miniature horse like thing. And in my head, I'm like, as a kid, especially, I was like, why? Like, these aren't toys, but why do people collect them? Like, what is it about mini stuff that people find interesting? I don't know. But this is another, this is another example. Cause I was thinking the same thing, like those, you know, train sets where people build the tracks and they have like little people like on a house or on a ladder and they're like fixing these things. It's very reminiscent of that, whatever, whatever you call that like genre of things. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like certain things I get if they're like too big for having them, the real thing for a hobby, but a miniature building is, it's like an interesting thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, yeah, you know, shredders collecting these mini buildings, which well, I'm also like, yeah, Baxter, Baxter is back in that scene though. Is yeah. Now we know where Baxter is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, so, you know, like people are trying to figure out like who, <laughs> like who's shrinking these buildings. If Shredder has them, he's, once it's shrunk, he's just going to walk up and grab it. Like, are they not paying attention to like who yeah. is taking the building? I have a lot of questions about this. Um, but we get back to the turtle layer where all of the turtles are sitting around a single slice of pizza that they're munching on. Um it appears to be pepperoni pizza. I don't know if they say it specifically, but they're they're all eating pizza. Um, so we have you know a pizza here that will add to the wheel just to sort of plain pepperoni, which I hope is probably the best option that's on there right now. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, and then they're you know as they're eating, they're like, oh crap, here comes a tidal wave, and they're they're like, I think it's Donnie or Leo. They're like, no, that's not a tidal wave. It's just a sewer trickle, which I'm like. God, a sewer trickle just sounds like the worst thing yeah. ever. <laughs> it's like a, another name for like the the runs. The runs. Yeah. yeah, I had the sewer trickle last week for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that stomach virus. Yeah. But was that the was that the hibachi? I don't Did. think it was food. I don't think it was food poisoning because um it seems like it's making its way through the whole house, but I think it was that stomach virus that seems to be going around. It's like I had it 48 hours. It was awful, mm. but, uh, but yeah, sewer trickle. Yeah. Um, so turtles hop on a bar of soap. Mikey mm. makes a joke that it's, it's, it's big because it's a family size bar of soap. Um, but they're Which floating. Which isn't really a joke. It's just like, what is that? But like, 
He's just trying to lighten the mood like at all times. Yeah. yeah. He's the yeah. youngest, so he's just like, you know, because Leo's so serious all the time. He's probably just like hey, Mikey's the youngest? Yeah, how do we know how Mikey, old they are? Mikey's the youngest. Everyone is knows. That up or is that a fact? No, it's Leo, Rath, Donnie, Mikey. What? What? No. I didn't know this. That's just it's... the order they sing the song in. No, it's that's not... fact of age. This is Turtles War I've never heard yeah. before. Is this, can- no. is this canon? <laughs> He's just making stuff up. All right. Doubt me. Look it up. <laughs> fact. <laughs> fact. So, anyways, they're on a family-sized bar of soap. Um, and then a sewer snake is, you know, sort of slithers around trying to eat the turtles. Leo takes his katanas, cuts off a couple shavings to distract the snake. I think it's a viper because it's got some crazy things. Viper ends up eating the soap like becomes drunk with on bubbles and then slithers off and saves them. Yeah, that sewer snake definitely looks like Ka from the Jungle Book. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, that. and especially I think that soap scene, because I think there was something in the Jungle Book where he like gets hit, hit on the head and he does like the same kind of like daze thing. But I looked it up and I Googled it. It's almost the exact same same snake. It's a crossover episode. Yeah. Also, so. Leo, listen, he's not going to get credit from either you Good thinking, cutting off some of the soap, saving him from the snake. He he does get some criticism from Mikey afterwards, though, who basically is like, "Hey, now we have a, like an economy sized soap because they're all scrammed on this thing." Listen, better than dying. So, to some, I suppose. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so that's um that's that. As we as we continue on, um, we go to so turtles survive the snake. We then go back to Shredder, who is in a cheese factory, a cheese packaging factory. I think it's like H Cheese Six is maybe the name on the, the sign, which doesn't really mean anything, but it is what it is. Um, he gives Krang a buzz and to show him all the buildings that he shrunk. <laughs> Krang's like, "Why do you have all these toys? Like, what the? What are you doing? Stop fucking calling me!" Um, and Krang's like, "Again." Don't call me until you have like petrified turtles. Um, and then he hangs up from them. So Krang's like, okay, this is annoying. Uh, yeah, then back- Shredder, we get like the joke of Shredder calling Krang all the time, but you have to have like a better intro to your call to explain what you're actually doing. Cause he didn't like even say, I shrunk all these buildings. He just like calls them up, says, look at these things. And then Krang tears him a new one. I think you might have got little props if you said like hey look i shrunk these with the crystal i got so yeah, yeah talk about the crystal i i think the other thing too is what is up now with crane being so obsessed with the turtles like when did that shift happen because before a few episodes ago he he literally said like why are you wasting your time with the turtles this is child's play we've got bigger things like conquering the universe and now <laughs> is it because he's back in dimension x and he's just like sitting sitting around saying like well we might as well kill him now i don't know that that yeah. that angle seems interesting to me, but he's getting sucked into the turtle element. I don't know if it's just Shredder's like pumping him up, or it's the only thing he'll talk about, or maybe he wants Shredder just deal with it so he can get Shredder back and they can focus on like tag teaming Dimension X. I don't know. The only thing I thought is that he like he's now been defeated by the turtles because they fought him mm. or shrunk him back down to size. Oh yeah. So maybe now it's just like a personal thing where it's like these turtles beat me. Now I like I want I want him yeah to... that could be it because he also sucked you pushed him back in a dimension X too yeah which I guess in theory he liked but he also said yeah. he wanted to like conquer their dimension too so yeah 
Yeah, and there's really not a whole lot, it seems to be going on in Dimension X from the scenes that we get. Like, it's just a just red wasteland. Time. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a constant, like, anyways. Um, so then, you know, Shredder hangs up with Krang, and he's like, what am I going to do? Baxter shows up, and he has a new invention. So he's invented a heat-seeking turtle scope that will be able to locate the turtles no matter what their size, no matter how tiny they are. Um, so Shredder's like, oh, this is awesome. Go find the turtles, you little bitch. Yeah, turtle tech. I mean, a lot of turtle tech in this one, too. Yeah. Heat-seeking turtle scope. So it's basically just a, what, like a... It's like a thermal radar? Thermal radar tracker. But specific but to a turtle, specific I guess? To the turtles, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dax are whipping it up fast, though. Like, like yeah. maybe that's like, obviously that's where he was the whole episode. He was building this thing. Showing initiative, too, where it's like, I don't think he got told to do that. He just yeah. runs around like, hey, look what I just did. Yeah. Yeah. So we go back into the sewer. The turtles, their bar of soap is getting dangerously small as they're huddled around it. Um, and they end up going through a couple more storm drains in the sewer which you think they're going sort of deeper into, but then it ends up pouring into eventually a little sludge pond um, that's just outside sort of leaking into some park, some some pond. Um, so turtles are in the pond. They're swimming around, talking underwater, and then a giant, well, I shouldn't say giant, a fish starts swimming around and stalking them. Where, you know, Donnie's like, well, it's, be dick's big brother like this thing's gonna kill us and then they get scooped out of the water by a net and we learn that it was baxter in a boat was um using his invention to catch the turtles which he caught them another invention by baxter just working flawlessly mm -hmm. everything he builds is like perfect for whatever it needs to do yeah and he he gets he captures the turtles so i feel like he's primed to move up the power ranking for the villain uh villain power ranking but yeah, pretty quick, pretty efficient. Um, during that fish about to eat the turtle scene, we get a reference to Mikey uh, pizza time or pizza topping reference to anchovy. If you guys picked up on that, but he's he's basically like, I'll never eat anchovy pizza again. Mm -hmm. He says to the turtle. So we're adding that anchovies back, the first repeat ingredient back on the wheel, or I guess maybe pepperoni, you could argue was, but pepperoni and anchovy looking for round yeah. two. I hope I get anchovy. Yeah, like anchovies. anchovies you could make in hindsight if you you got to do a little something to them because if you're just eating one by itself, it's like it's too salty. Anyways, you get fresh ones. You screwed up. Okay, you can get fresh anchovies. So yeah, Baxter catches them in the net. Um, we then go back to Splinter and April, who are driving around in the turtle van, trying to figure out who is shrinking these buildings or why they're shrinking it. And then Splinter basically has like this sixth sense of with the turtles. He's like, I left the turtles back in the turtle layer, but I'm getting a sense that they're actually close by. And there's a very strong connection between the sensei and his student. And I just sense that the turtles are near and he's basically like, take a right here. Like they're in this building and he finds them almost immediately. So he's, he's, um, basically that crystal converger like he's got that built in in his subconscious with his with his uh yeah. turtles which if yeah. that's the case if that's a real thing why can't he fill in shredders around 
Because wasn't he Shred- Shredder's master? I don't know, but he had a he had a premonition in the last episode or two episodes ago oh, about yeah, about back. yeah that he would come back. So he's got I don't know he, maybe he it's like the force like he doesn't he's ha- he has it harnessed but he doesn't yet know its full potential. Yeah, or he just uses it when it's convenient for him. Yeah, could be that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then you know we're in the cheese factory again and. Shredder has put the turtles in a glass jar, but it's very nicely poked holes in the top of it so that they're able to breathe. Um, and he's like, you know, I'm going to crush you guys. I'm going to make turtle stew. He puts them down, picks up a crowbar, and is about to absolutely smash the turtles. <laughs> yeah, he's Ooh, about to do him, do him dirty. Yeah. And he's having Krang watch. Like, it's a watch murder party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's yeah, just funny, like, all the ways he thought about killing them before, and then he just decides, I'm going to bash him with the crowbar until they're dead. Yeah. It's like a very yeah. angry way to kill somebody. Yeah, and Crane is very happy at this point. He's like, yes, finally. Um, and then April and Shredder bust through in the turtle van, um, shock Shredder so that he doesn't crush the turtles. Um, and then they hop out of the turtle van and start to fight, um, trying to save the turtles. Yeah, so we get Splinter. He uses the turtle launcher, actually launches out of the van into the warehouse like does a flip off a building or off of a uh, machine and then yeah so then they start to engage and i'm trying to remember is this like the third fight or second fight i guess splinter and shredder have had uh, there's definitely at least thought... been the one before that chris covered i think on the last episode with yeah, the holograms yeah, holograms. yeah. So there was that one because I remember it's the same thing here. Like Splinter takes the I'm gonna beat you like physically, but also mentally, and talking about how he was Shredder Sensei, which I think it gets gets uh, fleshed out for the first time that we truly learn that, right? Yeah, or was that's that the first time though? he says it out loud. Okay. I think so. That goes that maybe answers John's or whoever's uh, observation about Shredder appearing much younger than Splinter. It's because he actually is in in human years. Um, so that starts happening. Then meanwhile, that crowbar that Shredder was going to use to smash the turtles gets flung out of his hand, right? So Splinter knocks it out and it conveniently just pulverizes the, uh, the Krang communicator. Yeah. And Krang's like, oh, service went out. That stinks. Like, (laughs) clueless as to what's actually going on. Yeah, he says, Krang says infernal communication error. Like, dude what (laughs) (laughs) the wi-fi is out yeah all i know is like splinter is whooping up on shredder for the first half of that fight like he he kicked he like double kicked the crowbar which i don't know what shredder's doing just running at him with a crowbar over his head yeah but he double kicked it out of his hand like it was reminiscent of leo getting the katanas kicked out of his hand yeah yeah um, I also did notice that Splinter has like fidget spinner emblems on his gi. Yeah. Like... Nice drop of gi. <laughs> I didn't know what that was called. I thought they that were That was flowers. a kimono or something. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to do Come, Google I that. Mean, There's no way you knew what that was. A gi? Yeah, that's what pe- when, you weren't, when you're doing karate, you wear gi. They're not that's doing just... karate. They're doing, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. The wave of the foot or whatever. Same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, Splinter and Shredder are fighting. Baxter is nowhere to be found. The turtles call over April and they're like, hey, we're over here. Like, use the crystal to get us out of this thing. Um, so April, I, I thought it was a pretty dangerous move just to try to use this crystal to reverse their shrunkingness. Because it could have been like, what if they go even further into like yeah. minuscule? They just become atoms, like a small yeah. atoms, like Ant Man. Yeah. Quarks and the like. Um, but it ends up working. So April then returns the turtles to their normal size. Um, they break out of the glass container. And in the meantime, um, Shredder starts to actually whoop on Splinter. He is holding him down. They're on the conveyor belt that goes into the cheese packaging machine. And just as they're about, just as Splinter is about to have his head packaged, the as the turtles are escaping from the glass jar, Donnie's bow flings around, hits the lever on the machine, and stops it from at the last second from, you know, killing Splinter or packaging his head. So the turtles end up saving Splinter in that sense. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the episode because Splinter's like torn up on Shredder. Shredder like hits him once and he lies perfectly like he's in a coffin onto the conveyor belt. And then it's your classic cartoon like conveyor belt just leading into this big stamper thing that's going to smush someone. Yep. And when you said it was a cheese packaging, like it made me laugh because that's less lethal. Like they should have just made it something that mashes stuff down instead of like shrink wrapping his head or whatever would happen <laughs> if you got like stuck in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then as this happens, Shredder jumps off, is basically like, all right, crap. He goes and picks up the crystal and he's like, we got it. And him and Baxter escape down into the underground. And then Leo is, you know, he stands up. He's like, we have to trace. Like, Shredder's getting away. We need to find him. And Splinter's like, no, no, no. He's already gone. Like, it's not even worth going to fight him. <laughs> I'm like, the, he was right there. Like, how far can he be? He's like, yeah. Don't even bother going down there. He's gone. Whoops. Yeah. Episode's got to end. We'll do this yeah. next, like next week yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He he immediately shifts into like, because uh, I think Leo says something about like, oh, sorry, we we made a mistake or, you know, we fumbled this one up. And then Splinter just takes the angle like, yeah, everyone makes mistakes. Well, you know, you need to learn from them. So he goes right into not pursuing Shredder, but instead like taking his frustration out on on his kids. Yeah. <laughs> freaking twerps don't even bother basically like blaming i'm like yeah it's all your fault but we'll, we'll get past it yeah. <laughs> and like I, it worked out to their advantage because like the bow went flying and it turned the machine off but why not just take the turtles out of the jar before you blow them back up yeah like it seemed uh -huh. like an easy easy thing to do but yeah who knows um so then that's the end of the scene there um we go back to the sewer april is reporting on the news um about the buildings i think that were shrunk um or just something on the news mikey then he's out getting pizzas for the group he comes back because they're all getting hungry and as they open up the pizza boxes they're actually like bite size almost look like bagel pizza kind of things very small and they're like why mikey like why would you get these small pizzas and he's like oh Sh splinter is the one that ordered them and then we cut to Splinter, and he's like, I ordered you guys small pizzas because as students, you have a long way to grow. And then sort of deadpan looks at the camera, and then we cut out um, end of episode.
Yeah, that seems to be how they're starting to end all the episodes now with like a little one-liner from Splinter. Yeah. Because he had the, um in the other episode, like the wink from April. Yeah. So I don't know if this is like a new theme where it's like a little comic relief at the end, but. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would vote that we put small mini pizzas on the pizza wheel. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it's like something kind yeah, of yeah, I like pizza bites. Yeah. Just a yeah. small mini pizza. Mini pizza, it's on. So those yeah. are the three. I think to recap, we had pepperoni, anchovy, and mini pizzas. Yeah. So we'll add those to the wheel. Um, kind of in that wrap up, again, very anticlimactic because like it's this big buildup. And then that cheese factory scene happens in like a minute. Um, but we got a uh, scarfing time in that pe- mini pizza scene. So Mikey drops a uh, turtleism. Uh, by saying scarfing time before he opens the pizza boxes. And then I just like uh, Splinter is just like f- fucking with his kids to end the episode, like small pizza, blaming them for everything going wrong. Yeah. Um, says he has a long, they have a long way to grow. Just classic dad, just classic dad vibes. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. But I was wondering too, like for this, um, this whole episode, like, concept is this a genesis for the um no pun intended but for the sega genesis hyperstone heist game where everything starts shrinking there's like this you know hyperstone crystal that's shrinking stuff i was wondering if that was like the premise that they used for the video game because it's the same exact Mm. theme like on paper you know i actually never followed i remember the game vividly but i don't remember the plot of the game like i just know you're going around levels and you're fighting people at the end what game is this? Hyperstone Heist. Is that the one that we have for the Switch? Uh, it's the same. The one for the Switch is um, Shredder's Revenge, yeah. which is like an updated version of that or Turtles in Time. Because Turtles in Time was for Super Nintendo, but it was the same exact gameplay, side-scrolling beat-em-up game as Hyperstone Heist. But... I don't know, just throwing it out there because that was that was created or released, I guess, in August of ninety-two. So it could have pulled from the episode. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But personally, I think Hyperstone Heist is the greatest TMNT game of all time. And fun fact, it's the only game to feature Rocksteady without Bebop. That is oh, fun. Really? Yeah. That is a fun fact. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so so, yeah, so we leave this episode. Shredder has the one shrinking crystal. I think, right? It's not the he did, we're not sure where the crystal converger is. I don't remember. No. The last I remember is it gets like washed down the drain with them, yeah. but they don't have it at the end. Yeah. So I'm gonna assume they probably have it, but yeah, and they only found they the kind of got the, washed away. The one piece, right? They didn't yeah. find any other ones. So there's yeah. still two more fragments for the eye of Zarnoth. So we'll see how that goes. Which is very similar to the Eye of Sauron. That's what I thought of when he first yeah. said it. The Word of the Rings thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the only other thing I wanted to point out in that fight scene, um, just looking at my notes here, Splinter lands a backhand bitch slap on Shredder to launch him <laughs> off. Like once once the bow staff hits <laughs> the machine and turns it off, I like I, I paused it and rewound it because I want to see exactly how Splinter slapped him and it was a backhand. Just like <laughs> launched him right off. I think it was lefty too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, overall pretty good episode. Like yeah. lot, 
again, pretty dense, like a lot of stuff happening. Which I like, and I like that a new character came in. There's like a new plot line, sort of. I'd imagine, hopefully, they do the next, like, I don't know, looking for the other pieces of this thing. Because I'm curious what, number one, what, like, the ultimate power is once everything's assembled. But also, like, do these alien people come back? Because it seems like a very powerful weapon to just, like, have one guy cruising around the skies with and then lose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Speaking of mini pizzas, what we wanted to do as a group is really just try to figure out if we had a Mount Rushmore of styles of cooking pizza, whatever that might be, if the three of us can come to a consensus on what we would sort of put up on as the best here. How do we want to start this puppy? I say we all, let's go in order. We'll do... Because Mount Rushmore is what four, so let's all give our number one. What our number one pick would be first, and then we'll mm. we'll agree, and then we'll move on to number two. So Andrew, I'll let you go first. You're the oldest. So this is the number one style of pizza that I would for eat you, yeah, for me. Um, for me, it's probably brick oven, just a classic like brick oven pizza fire you know fire grilled or what fire kiln kiln i guess i don't know brick ovened <laughs> yeah like the 800 plus degree yeah so that's like, what, like neapolitan style is that considered brick oven i don't think so because i think you can get like neapolitan i consider a completely separate category although you can cook neapolitan with a brick oven Yeah, I, was, I think confused. no, no, no. I no, I know. I I see. Like, I'm just trying to think of like a brick oven, fl- like if like a brick oven flavor, or like I'm trying to it's got like that sooty like yeah. crust on the bottom, okay. and it's like yeah. really crispy. I'm with you. Know? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, a brick oven's great. I I think my uh, Neapolitan pizza to me is just really good. Like, a, I was going go. to actually have it, but there's a couple of places around Boston that do Neapolitan. And it's, I think it's probably my favorite. It's the difference between Neapolitan and Margarita. Neapolitan's not like, it's not just pizza, cheese, and sauce. It's like how you cook it. It's like smaller pizzas that go into like a really hot oven that you turn and cook for like 30 seconds and then it's done. Yeah. So I've had, not to brag, I've had Neapolitan pizza in Naples, Italy. And like when you order pizza there, it's which on it's like the size of a dinner plate, individual pizzas, but it is cooked. It's very similar to wood fired pizza. It's in a wood. It's usually in a wood oven. Yeah. So instead, like, it's basically like instead of getting a pizza and slicing it, you're just getting a pizza and eating it. I think they're too similar to distinguish, but I would agree that that's the best type of pizza. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's what kind of what I was saying is like I I feel like brick oven and Neapolitan are probably somewhat. Like I think yeah. Andrew, what you're thinking of brick oven would be similar to Neapolitan style. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. We can converge those. Yeah. All right. So we agree that's number one. Well, is that one? Is that, is that what you had, Chris? Yeah, I actually. Well, I'll say what I had. I was going to go with Sicilian pizza. Have you guys had Sicilian pizza? I don't think so. It's like square, rectangular. It kind of looks like an Ilio's pizza. Where it's very sauce heavy. Oh damn, yeah. 
That's like almost like a Detroit style pizza. Oh, they call that grandma style, don't they? Yeah, grandma style. You've probably heard Detroit style similar, but I think Detroit uses like a different kind of cheese maybe or something. Yeah, Detroit sauce goes on top. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And they're and they're baked in specific like automotive sheets or they were originally automotive sheets. Mm. But I think they were inspired by the Sicilian style because I had um, I had Detroit on my list. At, I think like for number four, probably. So maybe I combine that with Sicilian because it is nice to have like the depth of crust, you know, and kind of like that sp- is, is a Sicilian like that. I wouldn't say spongy, but like, um, yeah, it's like, like a little lighter. Bit yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Focaccia bread. yeah, exactly. Okay. There is an incredible amount of oil in focaccia bread. It's like basically cooked in oil to get Beautiful. those like pockets, oh. right? Yeah, you like you basically like you have your dough. It's a very wet dough, and you put it in a sheet pan with a, just a shit ton of oil, and then you put a shit ton of oil on top of it, and just poke your fingers to make like the classic focaccia style bread. It, there's so much oil in focaccia. Focaccia is good. Yeah, right, that's good. good. Yeah, it's up there. All right, John, you go. Um. Oh, I'm trying to think of like what like to me personally a bagel pizza is just like otherworldly i hate bagel pizzas <laughs> yeah, to be honest. I, I prefer There's english like, muffin over bagel yeah if we're gonna go alternate if this feels like the alternate slot i would go french bread then english muffin bagels at the bottom mm. the hole in the middle good. really screws it up yeah like but i not, like the idea I, of the crunch but uh, okay yeah i i would put bagel ahead of english muffin but french bread is also really good you grew up on english muffin pizza i know but it's like back on it. i get it it's good but it's also like sometimes you, know what it is? you don't pre-toast it i don't think do you pre-toast don't the english tell muffin? me how to make an english muffin pizza buddy don't, I don't think you, you make tell it me well. english muffins are good but it, like they need to be bigger. Like if like Elise has made some homemade English muffins that have been like really freaking good. They're like really like big. Those would be good. But uh, see, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think English, like big English muffin needs to compete more with bagels and they just need a larger diameter base. Cause yeah. even, even um, like, you know, breakfast sandwich on a English muffin. Sometimes it's just too small. Like your egg, you don't keep your egg contain enough when you're frying it or your sausage patty is too big. So, uh, yeah, but alternate I'm going English muffin over, over bagel. 10 yeah, times. Sorry, out of 10. I'll never, I'll die before I put a bagel. Yeah, pizza I'll on die a, on that. On hill. All right. So, well, okay. Well, what do we have? Neapolitan <clears throat> style and Sicilian are both up there. We know it's not bagel, but yep. what else? I'm, throwing, French bread. I'm going, um, yeah. French bread. John, I'm, do you like that better than an English muffin? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> Just a thought. So French bread is on there. Or it's like I kind of feel bad leaving an English muffin off, though. I just don't think it's on the Mount Rushmore of pizza styles. Yeah, it's not. But I'm going New York style or New Haven style, whatever you whatever you want to call that. Um, well, those are two different. Those are very two different pizzas. New York is a big floppy 
big flopper coming in. Yeah, folded in half. Yeah, which is yeah, iconic. I personally don't like it, but it is a very obviously iconic pizza. It just yeah. sucks. I, I think it's probably the most popular style in the US, right? Wouldn't you yeah. say? And I would say they it popularized putting like Parmesan and red pepper flakes onto your pizza yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That's a big New York thing. Yeah. I just don't like thin, giant floppy. Yeah. The flop is what bothers me. Yeah. But I think listen, it's it's definitely iconic. So well, probably the most well, recognizable anywhere. Well, here's a better question then. Would you choose a New York style or like a house of pizza, like you know, typical small town like House of Pizza, pizza. You that's know what I'm talking Greek, about. That's usually if it's a house of pizza, it's usually Greek pizza. Yeah, yeah. Fuck which, Greek pizza. Garbage. Yeah, it's too. Because they cook it in the machine, and it just the yeah. crust sucks. Yeah, like I don't know if Holland pizza it was Greek. Mike's was it Greek. Greek style? It was just like eating cart. The crust was like cart. I'm not to badmouth Holland pizza and Mike the Greek, but the crust was god awful. They just all taste the same. Like you can go to a like a whatever house of pizza in the middle of nowhere or wherever, and it's you're getting the same exact pizza every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I would yeah. go to New York over that for sure. Yeah, I would too. Well, what do you guys think about um, like Chicago then deep dish? If Chris, you like the thicker crust, it seems like. Are you a big Chicago guy? To me, deep dish isn't even. I like Chicago pizza. Their normal pizza style, they cut it into little squares, but their deep dish deep dish is like. It's like lasagna to me. It's like a meal. It's not yeah, really it's like pizza. Not, yeah. You can't barehand a deep dish slice. Yeah. There's a lot of sauce on deep dish too, I feel like. Yeah. So I would Slicing. go, I would put, I'll, I'll put New York on there. I think it's iconic enough. Yeah. I mean, and it's the only one you can get by the slice usually. Yeah. And it's a good buy, I feel like, because even, even in the most recent time I was in New York, like getting a New York slice, maybe a couple bucks, like three bucks. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's huge. It's two slices in one. So, and they just heat it back up underneath. Like, yeah, put it, it's like on the slanted yeah. thing every time. Yeah. yeah. So then just the last one go, Johnny, you sound like you have one. Well, I was going to say is like stuffed crust, a style of pizza. It's, it's kind of a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like, like I don't really like stuffed crust pizza. I mean, it's I'll, never yeah. executed well enough. Yeah. The concept is good, but in, practicality it's just it's always a little disappointing yeah it's like you gotta eat like i've never had the cheese pull from a crust like you see in the commercials it's always like a cheese head cheese stick just wrapped in the thing yeah and you can't really like a homemade stuffed crust is never the same that just ends up being like really garbage really thick crust yeah i would say i'm selling homemade pizza I'm selling it. It's just Andrew, never. Colette's famous pizza dough you're selling? I'm selling oven baked, oven baked pizza. I'm selling. You know, like doesn't home. get hot enough. No. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Andrew said, I think New Haven pizza should be the last one. That's technically, I think they call it bar style pizza. That the I the pizza I had in New Haven was the best pizza I ever had in my life. Better Since... than the pizza I got in Naples. Bar, yeah, thing, thin crust, chart on the bottom, mozzarella yeah, it's like cheese. It's like a, when you hold it up, it maintains the horizontal level. It's not floppy. It's like a thinner, crispier New York style. Hmm. Right? Not non-foldable? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah. The slices aren't as big, but yeah, it's like, uh, it's what you get if you went to a bar and ordered a pizza. It's like the little, they're kind of personal pizzas, maybe yeah, a little bit bigger, but they're very like crunchy crust. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with that. So we've got, so, want to recap that, John? Yeah. So we got in no particular order, New York style, Neapolitan, Sicilian, and bar pizza slash New Haven. Yeah. And Sicilian, I'm going to say Sicilian slash Detroit. We didn't talk about Detroit style, right. but I had Detroit for the first time uh, probably two or three years ago. And while I wouldn't eat that pizza every day, the texture of a Detroit, and I'm assuming the same as a Sicilian if it's on focaccia, is just hard. It's even better than uh, French bread, in my opinion. Because, mm. like, yeah, it's just the weird thing about Detroit is, like, they sauce it on top or, or – the stuff I got maybe didn't even have sauce on it. You dip it in the sauce. Like it's a mozzarella yeah. stick or something. <laughs> so that I just don't, I'm not like pizza should be eaten in one bite in my opinion. Like, you know, you shouldn't be dipping anything, but um, yeah, that texture is good. I would say my least favorite pizza is thin crust. Like I despise thin crust, like California style pizza trash. I feel like you used to be all about thin crust growing up. No, maybe not thin anymore. Crust. What? What is? What do you mean? Like thin crust. Have you ever had California Pizza Kitchen? Like, yeah, pizza, like the cracker crust, and it's like squares and weird shapes. Yeah, and it looks like uh, what's that bread that you eat around like Jewish holidays? Uh, or the matzah? The matzah? matzah, matzah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like on matzah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys had St. Louis style pizza? No, I saw that it on the. Sucks. It has like the worst cheese. It's like some cheap. It's not cheddar. I forget the name of it. It's disgusting. Swiss provolone and cheddar. Yeah, it's gross. So like I, Swiss is fine. Provolone's fine, but like I feel like they're not like melty cheese. Yeah, like they, it doesn't melt very well. I would imagine. Maybe I'm wrong. It's gross. I wouldn't recommend it. What well, about a like party pizza? That's like a Rhode Island thing. Just the giant ones. Oh, it's like, uh, I guess it's kind of like Detroit style, but there's no cheese. It's just like fashion sauce. sauce. Like a tomato pie? That's weird. That's a Jersey thing. They very. Yes, it's just rectangular slices of focaccia style bread topped with spicy tomato sauce. I mean, that's not even pizza. Yeah. That's like, um, what do they, I don't know, you call those little like hors d'oeuvres that are just on bread? And a mousse bouche? No. Or, um, <laughs> what was that? You just made a word up. A mousse bouche? A crostini. That's what I was thinking of. You because you don't know what an mousse bouche is? Never it's like a, that it's, in my life. It's, it's, it's like a an appetizer or hors d'oeuvre, but it's meant to be just one bite in your hand, and it's usually like pretty like fancy chef up. Isn't that just what an hors d'oeuvre is? No, an hors d'oeuvre is like a little a mousse bouche is like it's like it's supposed to wet your appetite. So like if you go to a really fancy restaurant. It's not on menu usually, and they'll just bring you out like a little bite, and you're like, what is this? And you just like pop it in. This is why I'm out on French people, because that is like, shouldn't have its own category. (laughs) They're all either appetizers or Chris, you always tell me how you want to go to a five-star or a three-star Michelin restaurant and get like a five-course meal. One of those those courses is going to be in a mousse-bouche. But it's like, like, just say this one is an appetizer, and this is also an appetizer. 
No, because... I have to think of a name just because it comes <laughs> after the... In, if you went to a restaurant and you ordered an appetizer, like it, like an appetizer is not in a moose... If you ordered an appetizer and you got in a moose bouche, you'd be pissed. You're like, this one bite is an appetizer? That's false. That's how I feel about so all French food. One I'm always disappointed because I'm like, how is this enough to feed me? Or how is this $80? And it's like one little duck duck uh, yeah. breast or something. But here's the here's the real um, here's the real question. Now that we're kind of wrapped up the uh, Mount Rushmore, what is the best shape of pizza to eat? Ooh. In your opinion, I'll let John go first. Um. Gonna say ring, obviously like bagel pizzas. No, if if I'm being honest, I think it's I think it's square. The corner piece. That was gonna be my pick. Well it well it's hard because like okay, well, how do you have a corner piece of a round pizza? Oh, the corner piece of a square pizza, I meant like when dad would make pizza growing up. Yeah, like pan pizza, you're talking like sheet double, pizza. Yeah. As as like double rough crust. as that pizza could yeah. be sometimes. The corner piece yeah. that had the two pieces of crust. Can't beat it. Yeah, I, I like the score cut because it's like okay, yeah. Then you can get a corner, but then you can also get the middle piece, and it's like no crust, and you're just like, hot, 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 hot. like how yeah. do you do it? Or you can cut a square in half, and then you get two triangles out of it too. And I think with toppings, like if you're doing pepperoni, a square pizza is more conducive to that topping because if you do a triangle slice, you're cutting pepperonis in half; they're sliding off all over the place. If you're doing a square, you can get them nice and even. Yeah, you can draw the grid lines up. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think um, I would say rectangle just because all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Yeah, but that's probably the best shape. What about the best topping? Onion and mushroom would be my I just, pick. I just like peas. I'm, I'm backing the cheese, straight up cheese pizza. Like four cheese? Just like mozzarella. some mozzarella. Mm. I think, yeah. I I'm a I like the gimmicks. I think pepperoni's good, but I'm also a fan of like the prosciutto and arugula with a little like spicy honey. Like I love that. I love that shit. The pepperonis have to cup up when you're do if they're cooked. You want that little like crispy they crunch up around the edges. I like when there's like a little pickled pepper. Like if you give me a little um what are those ones? Pepperoncini? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. John's just too fancy. No, I like it. I enjoy right, it. Let's update the villain rankings. Yeah. Villain power rankings. So I think a couple things. Um, no new villains to add to this board. I don't think that we would consider the alien at the start to be a villain at this no. point anyways. Um, so for the listeners, Andrew, are we going to have a graphic to do this or no? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> just put pressure on everyone. Well, no, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Like this is, I don't really care if there is or not, but I just, you know, whatever. Okay. So let's run through where we stand to start at the top. One is Krang, two Shredder, three General Tag, <laughs> General Trag, and Granitor. 
four Baxter Stockman, five Roadkill, six Mousers, seven Bebop and Rocksteady, eight Punks, nine the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang, and ten Foot Soldiers. Now, like I said, no new one to add. So now it really gets into big players in this episode is Krang and Shredder and Baxter. I think those are really the only three that we've got. So it's really where are we moving those up and down? Shredder to the top, I think. Yeah, I think Shredder to the top. He dominated the turtles, stole the crystal. Really strong showing by Shred. Tin, tin face. Yeah, I I could agree with that. I think he he had a strong showing. I think Baxter is the other one in this episode that had a really strong showing. So I think yeah. both those guys, in my opinion, move up a slot. Yeah, I think yeah. here I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Shredder, I'm going number one. Shredder. I think Baxter is ahead of Trag and Granator. Yep, I agree. At this but point, maybe below Krang. He hasn't really done anything super sinister yet, but his inventions clutch yeah he's a good number two right now as in like a side like not the main villain but like a side villain you know like effective at what he's doing his tools are good they work but he's not like you know he caught the turtles but he's not fighting at this point right yeah i agree crang i still think is sort of up there number two yeah yeah it didn't really do anything besides boss shredder around a little bit this episode yeah Asserted his dominance, complained when the internal communication went out. So at this point, he's kind of in the dark, but yeah. So, okay. So we agree with that? Yeah. I mean, Shredder didn't, like, he really didn't have any flaws this episode. He beat up the turtles. He basically killed Splinter for a freak accident that saved his life. (laughs) And he got, he kept the shrinking crystal thing. Yeah. Okay. So, where we ended up, Shredder moves to the top spot, number one. Krang is down to two. Baxter up to three. And then Trag and Granitor go down to four. The rest stays the same. Roadkill, Mousers, Bebop, Rocksteady, Punks, the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang, the Foot Soldiers. Very nice. Perfect. Nice. Okay. So then moving into the final part of this episode we have the pizza time pizza wheel so as a quick recap we had three new pizzas that were added to the wheel this time around it was pepperoni anchovy and mini pizza that would go along the remaining ones that were from previous episodes jelly bean and mushroom sashimi banana sausage cornflakes peanut butter jelly chocolate chip and caramel fudge Tofu and bean sprout and desiccated liver. So we got a, we got a lot on there right now. Yeah, this is is this my week for pizza? I think so. Uh, this is. I just no, I went today. John, did you go last? Uh, yeah, Chris, John had anchovy and peanut butter, yeah, so it's Chris's turn. Yeah, Chris's turn. Yeah, yeah, Chris's turn. I think apart from desiccated liver, I would I wouldn't mind any of these. And that's really just because I don't know where to find desiccated liver. Doing a couple shuffles here. Desiccated liver, when I Googled it, it was like in a pill form. So yeah. <laughs> good luck on that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I am hoping. would be a nice excuse to order sushi. I'm hoping that you get banana and sausage because I think that would be pretty bad. 
banana is just so overpowering. Although if you, I don't know, if you like saute it a little bit, maybe, a, I don't know. It's kind of sweet, sweet and spicy or salty from the sausage. Actually, I, I hope you get jelly bean and mushroom. That would suck. Yeah, that one's jelly beans suck. Well, sh- shall we spin it? Spin it, baby. S- spin right. it up. Here we go. And off we go. What is that? Is that the liver? That's the cute liver. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. It's like poo. I have to like, order this somewhere. Yeah. I do like liver, but that's tough. Yeah, Chris, you got to plan this one out and get those ingredients. I'm going to spend half my week sourcing this stuff. <laughs> or you could, I mean, if you really want to, you could buy some liver or desiccate it yourself. <laughs> I do have a dehydrator. This feels like I'm going to have to buy 5,000 liver pills and only <laughs> use like two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look up the uh, health benefits of liver. Okay, so Chris has desiccated liver. That'll be a good one. Um any uh any final comments before we turn this over? Andrew, any any voicemails come in? <laughs> no voicemails, but we should be um in all seriousness, we should be launching episodes next week or this coming week. So uh we'll get them out there and then we'll get uh I think on the next episode, get everybody updated on the social media, uh how to engage with us and some of the upcoming segments that we plan to do with the listeners. So it should be, it should be a good week. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And I'm excited to see where this, this new like theme goes for the episodes. We've got a little plot going on for season two. It seems like so Mm -hmm. that should be good. Very nice. All right. Well, appreciate it. Thanks for everyone for listening. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you next week.